Welcome to the Life Pro Podcast, where today I have the pleasure of having Alessandro Veronesi, uh, who is the CEO and founder of Holy Shiver. Today's topic is elevate your relationships. But before we get into that, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for taking life time with good. us. Your life is great. And uh, speaking of your <laughs> life, why don't you uh, give us a little synopsis, a little peek into the journey of, of your life and what you've been through to, to bring you to today? Sure. Yeah. So my story, which is um, just a story, really, now that I look back and uh, feel like I've done a huge change in uh, in how I see the world. I started off as um, working in corporate finance, corporate environments, insurance. Uh, I got an MBA. I followed uh, that path, basically, the tried and true and nothing wrong with it very much had great memories good times with my coworkers. but ultimately um where this all led me to was at finding myself during covid and so i would say my life really took a turn for the better uh initially the worst as as tends to happen path of most resistance leads to the path of least resistance and um when everybody was forced to slow down, I was not an exception to that. And I discovered meditation, which then led me to really understanding myself in such a different, more profound way, um, which led me to write a book about um, new, different perspectives on life, which were much more pleasant, should I say, in terms of how to process the world, and as well as a series of meditations that um, that I was sharing initially with just close friends and and friends of friends, and then they became uh, more widespread and um, led me down this journey of basically today, um, I do what I can to help others remember the light that they have inside and and really you know, connecting into themselves so that they can lead their own highest expression of their truth. Great. So tell us a little bit more about your book. Um, Unpeel Yourself and Elevate Your Relationships is what it's called. Right? Yeah, it's called A New Banana. A New Banana. Uh, a New Banana. And then, yeah, Unpeel Yourself and Elevate Your Relationships. And because uh, really, when you go through a process of reassessing what what it means to be you and your happiness and you know all of these external things constituents that make up life really truly don't matter it's all about unpeeling those layers and you know finding what are your who are you at your core before there was conditioning even from well-intentioned surroundings that raised you um and you know it's beautiful to have cultures and food and that's why we're human and like family time and but everybody is a little bit influenced by their previous you know generation and whatever the context is that they're living in geographically has an influence and sometimes we don't realize and me for one I speak from experience sometimes we don't realize um that maybe we've taken choices in our life uh that that were not so much in alignment with who we want to be. And, and then we don't ever stop to question why it is that we don't feel so good or why we feel anxious or why we might feel a void inside because things around us seem to be perfect or, you know, we have 
we have all of the material necessities and we have our lives going. So it's really the point of the book is to understand that you got to peel off all those layers, get to know yourself, and then process relationships perhaps from this neutral space. And then maybe you would find out that you're exactly where you're meant to be. Mm. And that's the best part. You come full circle. Uh, but in the process of, of that journey of discovering who you are in life, I think it's very important to be able to let go of as many, many things, layers as possible so that life can truly be lived directly in the present moment. So when you say that, you're, you're speaking to peeling all the negativity and all of our bad experiences and just letting go? Is that is that what, or all sure, the negative that influences? One, that's one interpretation, of course, like, you know, releasing negative energy that sometimes right. gets attached to us throughout so, our lives. Um, but also, you know, say, for example, um, you know, I know to go into dentistry, it's like, I think I have a friend, it's like $600,000 of debt to go into dentistry. And but you're buying yourself somewhat of a guaranteed future, you know, assuming that you more or less like it. And then, you know, then so then you you spend all this money, you go into this line of work, perhaps because someone in your family wanted you to go into some type of a medical industry. And you don't really ask yourself, like, what drove you to do that? You just knew that at some point, you wanted to then maybe get a house and put a mortgage down. And then so you end up in these lines of choices in your whole life. And, um, and again, like maybe you would have done that anyway, but the things that drove you to make these choices in life were not, were a little bit more passive than they were, um, you know, actually you wanting to maybe do that. So the idea is like, just sort of taking, looking, taking a good look at what makes us who we are and, um, and understanding, okay, so all of these things that are happening around me, it's okay if I don't like them. It's a good starting point. It's okay if I, it's okay to admit that maybe right now I'm dissatisfied because that's an important piece of the puzzle nonetheless. And, and it's not, you don't have to be stuck there. You don't have to ignore it. Actually, you need to let it breathe. Again, releasing things and letting them go. Um, and, uh, and then from a, from that place of wholeness, from understanding, mm -hmm. then choosing, you know, what your choices are ideally, like not after you've already, ideally a person would still go through with their career choice yeah. after they've made that investment. Um, but at least they would have like a general idea of like what might be healthy or not from what's coming out from other people as well. So the, the, the whole point is just to be connected to who you are in yeah. your core and uh, and making all your choices from that place and you and do that you do that through meditation and being aware and conscious cautious of how you're feeling and being you aware can. yes meditation is a great tool it's what helped me um really distinguish from all the noise and and find clarity in how i wanted to lead my life uh, there's also uh, whatever brings some, I mean, working out, of course, but if it's a, whatever is bringing you to a place of stillness, as uncomfortable as it might feel initially, it could be plant medicine. It could be, um, 
breath work, it could be walking in nature or, you know, even just conventional therapy, anything, if you're seeking, um, answers will come to you from, from that place of openness. Yeah. We've had an episode about flow, getting into the state of flow. So I would imagine that's very much in line with meditation and or whatever, doing whatever it takes to get to that point where everything just comes easily and flows. Sure. And well, yeah. And I would say flow and I talk about energy in the book. There's a chapter about, you know, how energy can work sometimes and like the laws of the universe and what we need to, what it's interesting to observe how that flow can come together. And there is certainly a higher order at a universal level that's guiding the energies around us. And sometimes we notice that the day is quite intense and other people had the same experience and we're like, what happened today? And, you know, who knows, but right. something is going on at a, at a greater level, planetarily speaking. Um, but being in the flow also means like knowing, even feeling a lot more. So even things can be unpleasant, but they're warnings of sorts mm. or, you know, understanding when it's time to take that wave and be productive or when it's time to embrace like a moment of rest or, you know, when, when a particular relationship is not really working out and communication is not working, like don't try to, you know, drill a square peg in a round hole or whatever the expression is like just understanding when, when it's time, just being a little bit more light in in life and, and understanding when it's time to, uh, to exit a situation or approach one. Yeah. Without fear or ambition, just like the exact, you know, just going along your way and you have your mission and you keep going. So, right. right. So uh, tell us why you decided to write this book and what you're hoping to achieve with it. So the book kind of came through me. So I didn't actually decide to write it in a way. It was just inevitable at some point because I had, um, I had written like, 72 different um, meditations, which were more, um, which had a lot of messages in them. So from those meditations, I extracted um, the, I guess, the nucleus of the book. And then I wrote around all of those observations that had come to me. But it was, it was really a drive to share. It's kind of like if you have like an amazing meal, and you want everybody else to try the same thing you just ate. So it was like, I just found out these things. They supremely helped me and I'm just going to send them out there in case anybody else is experiencing similar discomforts and would like something to a new perspective to help them feel good. Yeah. And so that was the, that was the whole premise really that started yeah. from there. It was just wanting to share um, some of these truths. So elevating your relationships, which is, you know, a big component of your book and our topic today. Um, what does it what does it mean to elevate your relationships? How do you define that? Gosh, well, it means every relationship is performing at its highest good. So the interactions that you're having with people, maybe they have a purpose or an intention, and it doesn't have to be conscious. Mm-hmm. Um and it can be as simple as making, like generating loving feelings between each other, like such as what friends do unconditionally when they spend time. Yeah. Um, and it also means having the courage to take a good look at which ones maybe are draining you. Because initially, when we're having a shift and we're kind of reclaiming our authority and empowering ourselves and our individuality, 
sometimes there are relationships that come our way that are meant to teach us exactly that, to stand up for ourselves or to, you know, to, to not necessarily accept some treatments from others. So elevating relationships just means, and it means allowing everything that needs to drop to drop if it's not benefiting you in a non-personal way, because ultimately the idea is you're doing that for others too. So we're all holding each other up. We're all um, elevating one another. So not resonating in, in people's suffering. So sometimes, you know, it can be very tempting and it could feel like we're being a great friend. If someone is really, really sad and we're like, yeah, this is horrible. Like, let's just cry together all day. But, but maybe really like um, a person does need to be listened. It's really like great to, to be heard and seen when we need support but maybe also what that person needs for, is for someone to once again show them that it's okay to expect good news and that it's okay to um, to expect to be happy because life is also not meant for just wallowing. Um, so I would say elevating relationships is really just life is relationships with ourselves and with others, and we are mirrors. And you know, um, it's about making it as joyful as possible. We all exist in this wonderful planet together and so um leading with that with that in mind and i've always you know and i through the years you learn like you know to focus on the the relationships and friendships where uh we're elevating each other and and moving away from more of the toxic relationships or french friends that tend to bring you down um what are some tips and tricks you have for people to evaluate those relationships and understand, okay, well, maybe I'm not in the greatest relationship here, whether it's a friend or spouse or, or whatever, and figuring out ways to maybe uh, move away from those things. Sure. Well, I guess it depends on the, you just mentioned some, depending on the, the relationship. So, I mean, if it's a friendship, it's very different than if it's maybe a spouse. Right. Because, you know, there's shared assets and situations going on. Um, so, the, I mean, the first step, of course, is always to notice. And I think one of the, the most uh, simple yet effective ways of understanding initially whether a relationship is um, in alignment or the, that dynamic is, is in alignment is really to observe yourself and are you changing in any way? your uh your personality mm-hmm. to fit into this relationship and it can be as simple as not you know not feeling like oh like this person needs me i can't mention that i'm having a bad day also and it's like well you're both just as important and if you're friends there's no counting this you know or with a spouse so just noticing okay is my personality being altered in some kind of way Am I unable to express that I would rather eat dinner over here? You know, so, so then when you sense that there's that this, when you can finally notice it, you know, acknowledging something is, you know, the most important part really, because then it leads you to the path of what to do next. Um, Then of course, like direct and honest, you know, you're never going to regret being honest because it will at least give that other person a chance to correct that behavior. Because sometimes we fall into patterns and, for whatever reasons, there was compatibility in that, in that pattern. And, um, you know, of course, sometimes we can mention it. And then the person will say, I had no idea. I didn't realize, like, I just thought you were like, kind of a person who likes to go with the flow. And, 
you know, I didn't know that you had your own needs and I thought it was helping to give you these, you know, these ways of doing things. And um, if the person instead becomes defensive or, you know, doesn't want to go with it, then now you have more information and now you have to, you know, then you can kind of question with yourself, like, what is it about this dynamic that attracted me in the first place? What is it inside of me that feels like it needs to be poured a little bit more love inside of and, um, you know, and, and then maybe, or maybe not, um, for you, you may feel inclined to drift away from that particular relationship and in exchange, pull yourself up a little bit more and maybe not, not, not accept that kind of treatment in the future. Right. So when it comes to uh, French number of friends, um, let's discuss quality over quantity. I tend to be somebody that has a smaller group of friends. I'm more selective about who I surround myself with. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously I'm looking for things in common, uh, common interests, more um, common morals, common values uh, and understanding. And obviously, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so I tend to get along more with people that are more business minded or I, I'm a big fan of sports. So if there's, you know, if there's that in common, um, but let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about like people's tendencies to, you know, there's certain people that just want to have a lot of friends versus people that want to have just quality friends um, and any advice for, for people in, in that regard. Well, it, it's a strictly a personal choice, I would say. What I have observed, um, I mean, as long as you are with yourself, so if you're capable, so I've observed sometimes people with lots and lots of friends, sometimes it's more like an avoidance from being alone with themselves. And then people who tend to have, I'm, I, I think I fall under the category of quality over quantity, but I do have many, many, I love people. So I have- yeah. Like if I meet other souls, like in that moment of interaction, I'm very much like here and now, like, right and moment. so, you know, there's, there's high intensity of, of enjoyment in that interaction. So um, there's really no wrong way to do it. It's about how much energy you have inside. Well, of yeah, I mean, you. and that would be the, my argument, right? Like we only have so much we can give. Uh, there's 24 hours in the day. We sleep for eight hours, we work for eight hours, and now we have eight hours to distribute to others, whether it's a phone call or hanging out with them. And so I can argue that we can give more love to less people or rather than less love to more people. So I, I that's kind of the way that I think about it. Yeah, I mean, that's one way. I, I think if people are able to handle nurturing many, many more friendships and that's like a path that works for them, yeah. then, you know, then I'm sure in some way or another, it all works itself out. Um, I think it's just, it just, you, it's on the individual level if that person is is getting something from that as well, or are they seeking something through um, quantity that they maybe, that they might be better off giving themselves and then um, not necessarily needing like many, many people's approval to, right um to feel good about their social interactions so the idea is like don't let anything compromise like your sense of freedom so Mm. and sometimes that happens like 
with the even the choices that we make in friendships. So sometimes, you know, we are doing that for an ultimate purpose. Like we're, we're heading out and we're going to socialize because we're hoping to get validation or approval rather than I feel good. I actually feel I had a great day. I want to go share this with other people. And tonight is like a perfect night for me to go out and I look forward to it. Whoever is there is meant to be, and we're going to have a great interaction rather than I don't want to be home alone. Um, I really want to go feel like I belong to something. And, um, and even though I might not necessarily get along with these people, like, you know, because there's alcohol, we're going to have fun anyway. Like that's a very different way to, to like make your choices. And there's nothing wrong with either one. Um, it just becomes a little bit exhausting when you're choosing, um, when you're, when you're, when you're giving something up in order to get something else, when ultimately all of those things you should already be giving yourself. So, um, I hope that made sense. It did. It did. Um, but going back to evaluating our relationships and, and meditation as a, as a tool to get us to elevating our relationships Help me connect the dots there. Help me connect the dots from meditation and elevating our relationships. Okay. So meditation gives you a chance to to really take away a lot of the clutter that goes on. And the, the minute you don't have enough time to meditate is actually the minute you really should meditate. Because when you have that feeling that things are completely you don't have time you're catching up on all these things you're running on a hamster wheel um it really Mm. impacts and influences everything you approach from that kind of an energy that scattered energy space so when you become when you find stillness within yourself things around you also shift things around you find their place in a very different way than if you're trying to control things or be constantly like making sure that things are going in a certain direction or way. And that can also, and that impl- so that impacts wherever you need uh, some, some shifting or some higher wisdom, like meditation will kind of trickle into those areas. So it's different from person to person. But when you're able to to gain that clarity and perspective, just from stepping back and um, and stepping away from those thoughts and doing a bit of a reset, then priorities become clearer, and we do others a favor when we know what we want. We mm-hmm. give people a chance to opt in or out. If we're just kind of living our lives like okay like what's every 10 minutes we are doing something on the calendar and it's nothing you know and everything is kind of transactional and like I gotta call this person I gotta call that person I gotta go to dinner here I gotta do this oh I promised I would do that and we never have a chance to really stop um and you know and think to ourselves you know what I actually don't feel like seeing this person for it's nothing wrong with it I just don't feel like it and honoring that and maybe they also kind of were not in the mood either and you free each other from an obligation that who knows why both people felt because maybe in in both of your value systems it's like we would never cancel 
and we honor our commitment. Okay, but it's like, why are we sitting here and having brunch for three hours when we would rather be doing both of us other things? So yeah. elevating, it just gives people space. You give people space to be exactly who they are and um, and ideally, honestly, and like with a yeah. with an open heart and just kind of letting, yeah. giving everybody the room to to be who, who they need to be. It's, and it starts within when you're able to do that for yourself the way it comes out it's not um it's it's not like aggressive it's not pushy it's just i'm i'm in this space and you know i i just want to give you the same the same respect to do the same and um and we go from there yeah like it comes down to having using meditation to have a better relationship with yourself understand yourself so that you can have a better relationship and elevate with others. Right. Exactly. I mean, when you understand yourself, you, you pretty much can understand in a way others, or at the very least yeah. you can have an idea of, um, of that. And, and that as within, so without, as above, so below, like, uh, you know, yeah. everything is just um, a reflection of of really who we are inside um and who we are, and for better or worse i mean if we don't feel good what happens around us things are not so nice we push if we those... feel good things are yeah. good yeah and um and that's the same also with with relationships yeah absolutely because uh you know we we can't have relationship with others unless we have a good relationship with ourselves and you know uh, a lot of these cues whether it's body language or tone come out if we're feeling upset like those come out in our tone and it affects other people through negative energy and it becomes toxic so really taking that time to reflect and think about how we're feeling and, and it helps us get over whatever situations and if like you said if you don't feel like going to dinner then don't do it. <laughs> don't do yeah. it. Like don't force yourself because it's like the mold of society of having to do that. And then it affects, it'll affect your relationships. It'll affect your, your personal well-being. Um, what, what I found through the years is obviously our relationships evolved based on the, the, the point we are in our lives, right? Like the, the friends that I have now are not the same friends I had 20 years ago and you lose friendships. So it's all, you know, meeting the right people at the right time also is, is a component to friendship, like being able to elevate, like being at the right point and being at the right page sometimes in life. Uh, because, you know, we can't be friends. I can't be friends with a 16 year old because we're not in the same wavelength. We're not in the same way of way, you know, on the same page. Yeah. Conventionally, <laughs> I mean, and um, I energy. So I have a chapter on friendships and ending friendships and like happy friendships and a couple of other things about how some of these perspectives can be elaborated on but the short answer is energy shifts like yeah. quickly like really quickly like as soon as one little thing happens and then 20 things free up or you know in general ways of seeing energy yeah. and 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 again like when when friendships fade or when they end or things like that it, maybe on, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be a little sad, of course. I, and I, you know, I've, I've certainly had that. Yeah. But if you look at it from a higher perspective, you're like, well, maybe there was a purpose for that friendship and it has concluded. And thank you to that person for coming into my life for all of these experiences. Now I'm 
different. I've changed and now I am ready to have different friendships with different kinds of people. And I mean, ideally it's like a influx and it's not like you are totally out of friends and then one day you have one and then you don't, I mean, it happens sparingly, but it, it over, you know, the course of 30, 40, 50 years of life, like, of course it's difficult to, um, and I'm still friends with friends that I was, you know, I knew when I was in elementary school and it's, um, we laugh about, we're just totally different. I mean, we've just gone two completely different directions. So our, our bond is based on the years not necessarily on shared interests or, you know, commonalities. Yeah. Nobody, not, they certainly don't meditate the way I do, or they, they haven't yet, um, you know, learned about some of the concepts in, as in depth as, you know, as I am in them. So, but I, you know, that's okay. They're, they're great people. Everybody's, uh, yeah. is, uh, is here for a reason. Yeah. I had a, situation i mean growing up with uh my first like my best friend growing up in elementary school um we kind of lost touch somewhere around high school and i always imagined like we'd always be friends like that's what you do as a kid you're like oh we're best friends we're always going to be friends and uh, we had a mutual friend that passed away about three three years ago and mm-hmm. so we reconnected you know just to talk about that and i I realized like how different we are and how different we are from when we were kids and how different he is. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm okay. It took me a while to like really understand like why we stopped being friends um, because, you know, now he has other priorities. I think he has like five kids now and lives in Israel and okay. is, <laughs> a lot of, is a lot super, of super religious and it just, he's a different person and, and people evolved and uh, different points in our lives. We, require different things from friends and our relationships so i think that plays a lot into you know whatever the universe has in store for us and like you said there's there's reasons for moving on from toxic relationships um so you mentioned that a little bit um what advice do you have like how do how do people find the courage to leave a toxic relationship or friendship or relationship. Um, or relationship. I do go into that also in, in the book. There's a section on romantic relationships as well. And, you know, toxic relationships. Um, I think we've maybe all of us have had a little bit of a flavor of that in, in dating. I mean, if, if we've dated more than one person. And um, so, I mean, the courage is understanding how I would say is, you know, this is using words, so it's the mind, but I would say like, you have to love yourself a little bit more than in the future than than in the present, you know? So you have to kind of get to a place where you see just like what an incredible person you are and what you deserve mm-hmm. and then claim it. And of course you're taking a step in the dark if it's a romantic relationship and you're afraid that maybe you'll be alone or things like that you know, all, all those other attachment issues. But if you work on yourself and if you develop a relationship with yourself, it becomes easier and easier to leave them. It's difficult when it's the first situation that's happened in your life. Um, But at some point you have to understand that if you're not, you just, if you're not, if this person is not making you feel good, although nobody's responsible for making us feel good, but they're certainly not entitled to making us feel bad. And 
whether or not there is even like ill intention behind someone's behavior, which could be deemed toxic, because very often people who are deemed toxic, it's it's not like they they're like these villains in the world that are just like spreading toxic smoke on you. I mean, they're really suffering too. They have their own yeah. agenda, you know, slew of heavy situations that have led them to process the world in this way and and you know like have unhealthy patterns with and unhealthy boundaries um so understanding that um that you are only responsible for yourself and if it's not feeling good whether or not that person's doing it on purpose is not the issue if you don't feel good with yourself in your body and this your nervous system is not feeling regulated um you're noticing that your own behavior is not something you're proud of. Maybe you're falling into traps as well. And like finding that you're yelling and arguing and screaming, or, you know, suddenly having these like really, really heated um, arguments and disproportionately emotional conversations, then, and it feels like a nightmare, then, then you don't need to stay in, in that kind of a situation. You don't owe, um, that person and certainly yourself anything I mean you don't owe yourself that and you don't owe that person anything so um but the first step is is difficult because but it's it's energetically very powerful when you do step away from something like that as difficult as it can feel um change doesn't feel always so good in the beginning um but it does bring rewards so of course seeking advice is always a nice um a nice option if you if you do have friends where you know there people that whose advice you cherish and uh, whose lives you look up to i think that's yeah. an important yeah. one like take advice maybe from someone yeah. who you know who reflects um and we've all been sometimes we just saying it out loud helps us understand things you know what i mean yeah like it really does yeah, repeating like, what's think, happening thinking versus actually saying or writing things down like really helps us reflect on like and so a lot of times we come to those conclusions on our own by just you know talking it through or like really conceptualizing the situation exactly um and and because really all of the interactions that we have around us are here to teach us something if we haven't learned from that particular relationship that we need to stand up for ourselves and that yeah. whatever is happening in a toxic way is driving us to stand up and become empowered. I mean, eventually that might end somehow anyway, but if we didn't learn the lesson, the universe has an infinite amount of backup dancers for that play. So we're just gonna get another person exactly the same, if not worse, that's gonna come in innocently enough. And that's, you know, we might be repeating the pattern. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it just depends. Do you want to learn a new lesson or do you want to keep learning the same one? Because those are kind of the two options that you get. Yeah. <laughs> and, so uh, yeah. on the other side of toxic relationships are good relationships, right? So we've talked about the mindset of elevating your relationships, but how about the physical actions to elevate your relationships? I mean, off the top of my head, like I have certain people, I'm like, oh, I love that guy. I want to hang out with him more. I want to call him more, Do, but I don't do it. Like what 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 can we do to elevate those relationships like in the physical form? Mm. Well, I would say, I mean, it's okay if you don't call someone often. I mean, it's um, it's all, again, you want to be totally true to yourself and 
um, in the same way that you wouldn't take it personally if if that were you shouldn't take it personally if someone doesn't call yeah. you all the time like you, you know nobody owes that to anybody um I mean in the physical world I mean I would say it depends on the person you know some friends I know really enjoy little gifts so like sometimes yeah. they bring a little gift with me or I also enjoy that so we do that for each other um you know different ways of showing that they matter to us and doing you know sometimes favors that aren't weighing on us but at the same time we know that it would be so such a big deal for them and so yeah. having the the opportunity to step in and be there uh for for these people is why we curate our, our relationships so that we can have the space and the yeah. time to then be you know an exceptional lifeline to someone who might need one yeah and so so it goes um, back to meditation, right? Like understanding the concept of time and being present, like understanding, well, if I'm if I'm booking my calendar with things every 10 minutes, I'm not allowing my time to work on myself. I'm not allowing time to like work on my relationship. So it comes down to balance, right? Like figuring out like maybe I'm over overcome with uh, too much in, on my plate and I need to just kind of step back and focus on the things that are important. Yeah, I mean, the, the practice of meditation, the practice is a practice of life as well. So the way that you treat your time with yourself becomes a practice of how you treat your time for others, becomes a practice for how you treat your life in general. And so suddenly there's just this much more beautiful, peaceful boundary that comes into place. And, and, and actually we like that as, as human beings, like we like when there's a little bit of clarity and direction and um, instead of just, you know, trying to be this someone for everyone and in, in that particular example. So it's, it does really work as well as a life teacher, just understanding that taking a little bit of time can benefit you in ways that you don't necessarily directly see. Yeah. And um and then on top of it, meditating in general calms you down. So so now you are approaching things more calmly, checking in with your internal compass if if it's even uh, interpreting it correctly, understanding from there and so you know, minimizing action but maximizing effect. Yeah. And you touched you touched on one thing I want to talk about really quick is uh, accepting yourself for who you are and what you want in life and not influenced by what others want you to do. Uh, same thing with uh, friendships, right? Like building those friendships where uh, the relate or the people accept you for who you are and they don't try to make you somebody you're not and you don't try to conform to what they want you to be. So it's acceptance of not only yourself, but that other people accept you for who you are. So I think that's important thing to realize when we're reflecting on our friendships and our relationships absolutely and that uh, that also comes from self-love so if you find that you're surrounded by people who are constantly criticizing you or making you feel less than then you have to ask yourself like what is it inside of me that has attracted this reaction this around me from others and why is it triggering me um because it's not that you don't meet people like that i mean of course there are always different people on different walks in their path and I still you know but they drop off a lot more quickly yeah. when you have that part inside of you that's whole so 
um, it really all just comes from, from that self-love and then right. being able to, um, to expect the same in others, both towards yourself and towards them. And yeah. then, and then it's unconditional because if you don't care that if you love yourself and you don't care that your hair is a mess, then you're not going to care that on another day that someone had a bad day, your friend or your partner looks like a mess because whatever, we're friends, we're together, we're, we, we, there's love behind it, which is unconditional because you've already been unconditional to yourself. So you're not criticizing. Or if someone, you know, sometimes like a partner will like just do something that's unattractive, like overeat or like whatever. But if we already are kind towards ourselves and we know that this is just one side of us too, and you know, it's not like we're perfect people, um, it doesn't have to impact like, and we don't need to have judgment towards that situation because instead we have acceptance as if we were having it towards ourselves. Yeah. I love it. I think it all, all, all came full circle for me with, with this topic today. So I appreciate oh, all of that. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so we're coming down to our last three questions. I asked all of my guests, um, life pro podcast is the concept is there's uh, a manual for everything in life except for life itself. So that's what we're trying to do here is really teach uh, people about different aspects of lives. And sometimes, you know, you, you don't understand it until you have to deal with it. But having the information to get ahead of uh, our relationships and whether uh, our relationships with ourselves and other people is a different a big component of, of having a better life. Um, so last three questions I ask everybody is uh, what is one thing you want to teach the world does not have to be related to the topic. Be yourself and meditate. <laughs> I want to, I'm literally teaching people to meditate. Yeah. It's simple so. as that. And it, you're making it simple, but it's like, it, it really comes down to that. Like it, it don't overcomplicate everything in life, just be yourself and meditate and be aware, be conscious, listen to your intuition, your intuition tells you the truth. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we we follow our heart and mind too much. And we, we need to, to listen to the intuition a little bit more, um, especially when it comes to to friendships and relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there uh, so I'm looking forward to unpeeling the banana and reading your book. Uh, <laughs> is there is there a book that uh, maybe inspired you or changed the trajectory of your life? Uh, the Alchemist. Oh yeah, it's a great book. The Alchemist was just life altering for me to to read, yeah. and um, it was I read it at a time in my life when I was not so uh, spiritually aware or connect, although we always are. We just, yeah. I just was very, very, it was suppressed. And um, so it's, it's always a valid book to read at any phase in life, but it, it does give that idea that yeah. it's um, there's room for magic and it's good to, to also expect like magical things to happen around us. It doesn't all have to be, yeah. you know, material, logical and, um, Excel files. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, I, you and I had a very similar experience in life. I, I used to work in corporate life for a few years and, you know, it took me a little bit of time to figure out, okay, I need, this is not my path in life. And, 
The Alchemist was also a book that, you know, I read when, when I was in a difficult point in my life and it was a turning point for me as well. So it, it had the similar effect and really changed my view on life and, and ways that, you know, really what you can accomplish, you know, to set your mind to it. So uh, we have that in common. So last question, um, how can people follow you? Um, so, well, I'm on, I'm on Instagram, Holy Shiver. So Holy underscore Shiver. And if people would like to, I'm actually launching probably next week or the one after I have an Awaken the Inner Meditator course. And uh, if people would like to sign up for my newsletter, it's on my website. And so that's holyshiver.com slash coming soon is the direct link to signing up, but everything should be pretty visible on the site. And I also have three free guided meditations that anyone is welcome to download. Um, and yeah, so, and then the book, the audiobook is out as well. So there's a variety of sources that you can find a new banana. Yeah. And, um, I think I've, I also have YouTube. So just look for Holy Shiver. And, um, I have some meditations on YouTube as well that are available. They're all pretty unique. Um, so I'm told. So. Great. Yeah, we'll make sure we put all that information in the, in the show notes for everybody. Um, I had so much fun talking to you today. You've definitely elevated my life. And uh, Aww, thank you for all the knowledge and you know everything you've taught me today. And it was a lot of fun. It was amazing. Thank you for your time also. And thank you for what you're doing with the show. Awesome. Thank you. I want to remind everybody, like, follow, and share. Help us spread the word.